0: Hey everyone! Welcome to the Super Review shows, mixed bag coming to you live once again from the JK. I am joined as always by my good man, Bill Murphy. What's going on, folks? So glad to be here again. And just to remind everyone, we the best. We podcast. the best podcast. I see. The, for those of you who are listening tonight, Bill uh, Bill is not in the uh, in his uh, typical lair, but that's okay. Yeah, just so a little bit of change of scenery this evening. Oh yeah, that's okay uh anyways if you're joining us live welcome if not join the shows but tonight's broadcast but what's our topic tonight our topic tonight
1: is we're gonna do okay you know how there have been times that we've taken a theme and we've done a couple shows on it like we did like we did overrated underrated yeah and then we did like you know like one week we talked about most overrated tv shows and most underrated tv shows and and then the next, then we did overrated movies, underrated movies. And then we did this or that comparing two artists. It's kind of similar to this or that. And we're going to be doing this for the next couple of weeks. And this is who had the better solo career. Our, our, our two contenders this evening is Steve Perry from journey and Peter Shatera from Chicago.
0: Yeah, and so basically, we're going to be breaking down. I mean, maybe a full in depth. We're going to see how this goes tonight, but we are going to be talking about Peter Cetera, as for he was in Chicago, then he went solo. Then we're going to be talking about Steve Perry from Journey, and he went solo, and just who is better in, in our opinion. So,
1: yeah, um, should be exciting. Yeah, it should be exciting. We um talked a lot about uh, yeah, uh, I I was telling JT this before we went on. I basically crammed. beforehand and yeah yeah go ahead i i do know some of steve perry's solo stuff peter satara like i didn't even know he really had a solo career and then i and then jt sent me some songs and i listened and because i think the thing is is because i probably grew up on more journey than i did chicago yeah because I know more Journey
0: songs than I do Chicago songs. So, yeah, I know, I know, I know a lot from both, but I, I do know some of theirs, not all of their solo career, but I do know most of Peter Citer- Peter Cetera's album and also Steve Perry's album too. So, okay. So, JT, would you like to get the ball rolling? Let's get it rolling. Let, let's see what we got here tonight. So, let's see. For, who do you want to start with, Steve Perry, or you want to start with uh, Peter Cetera? You know what? Let's start with Steve Perry. All righty. Steve Perry, ladies and gentlemen. Can I, can I share some initial impressions and thoughts really quick, my friend? Go right ahead, buddy. I'm of the opinion that there are there a are few voices in not just rock and roll, not just music. Well, just In general, music history in general. There are some voices that you, once you hear it, you know who that person is. Whereas with some artists, it's sometimes it's not always the question. You might have figured out, oh well, like you might be like you might be listening to the Rolling Stones. We, you may not know it's Mick Jagger singing, or same thing with, you know, the Beatles had Paul and Ringo singing separate songs. So who's to say that you know? But when you hear Journey songs, you know that it was Steve Perry up until a little while ago. But you do know that it's Steve Perry singing. Um, and what a voice this guy, his tenor voice is astounding to this day. When you go back and listen to those records, you go back and listen to those journey records, those solo, um, those solo records of Steve Perry that he did street talking. I believe it was another one that I, I forget I even off the top of my head. But he, he, he what a legendary voice like, Fred, like people say like Freddie Mercury is up there for sure. Um, obviously, John Lennon and Paul McCartney are up there for sure. But you know, as far as American rock bands go, like Steve Perry, the lead former lead lead singer of Journey, was an astonishing voice. I mean, he did an interview on, on a, a guy. The guy's name is uh, Eddie Trunk, at one point, and his voice. He's now sixty. Years, he's now seventy something years old. Seventy-three. But, yeah, he's seventy. I, hard to believe Steve Perry is seventy-three years old. Anyways, um. I'm of the opinion that he is one of the greatest singers of all time. I think that he is; his voice has transcended time, and like he, he's inspired countless generations of singers. Truthfully, uh, and I think he's obviously one of the goats, one of the greatest of all time to sing on record in general. And Freddie Mercury's up there for a lot of people, like Robert. Um, not Robert. Jimmy Page is up there for a lot of people, but like I think Steve Perry. Has to be in the conversation of some of the best vocalists of all time. Just iconic vocals, iconic, you know, ways of singing. Truthfully, he's he's astonishing. So I I think he's great. Bill, what, what are you? What are some of your initial impressions of Steve Perry? Of Steve Perry, I'm um, first. I want to say with vocalists, I would say to
1: him, to me, I would say him and Freddie Mercury probably. Flip flop for greatest rock vocalist, and I 100% agree with you. And his voice is just so recognizable. Like when you hear that, when you hear that, you know who it is. You know it's Journey, and Steve Perry's range is absolutely amazing. Was amazing. It's still okay, but we'll get to that in a bit. Um. But he's just so recognizable. And, you know, Journey, I have said this before, is one of my favorite bands. And I love his singing. And anyone who could try to hit those notes as good as him. Yeah. Good luck. I will say, though, and I think we've made this point before. I
0: think Arnell Pineda is kind of close. He's as close as they could get, as well as Dean Castronova, their current drummer, as well. He can sing like Steve Perry, too. Yeah.
1: Well, you know what? If you. Because I. Like. I think Pineda and Perry do sound similar. My only thing is, I think Pineda's voice is a little deeper. I would say so. I think. Steve I think Arnell Pineda's voice are. is a little deeper.
0: I, I I tend to see that as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but. But no, like if you, if you played me something that Arnell Pineda, and I didn't know that it was Arnell Pineda, I would think it was Steve Perry. Yeah, um, he, he's that good. But we're not here to talk about Arnell Pineda. We're here
0: to talk about Steve Perry. But anyway, of course, <laughs> Arnell Pineda, if you're watching, we still like you. Um, we still love you, Arnell. You're doing a great job with Journey. Just letting you know.
1: Yeah, but. But now we get into the solo careers and, you know, I have listened to a lot. Like the only solo song I really knew before I started listening today was Oh, Sherry. Oh, Sherry's great. Sherry, I'm in love. I think that is a really good song. I really, really love that song. And a song that
0: I just discovered today, um,
1: Foolish Heart.
0: Foolish Heart, I, that's also on Street Talk. That's probably his best-selling record, too, to, 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 personally. Even better than Journey? Oh, no. I mean, as far as his solo career goes, I think I think that Steve Perry's, you know, his this album is fantastic. It's, I actually have it on LP. But Foolish Heart and Strung Out and also Oh, Sherry, they are so, like... I, I, it's funny. Whenever they play it on the radio, I forget... Truthfully, I forget, Bill, that Steve Perry, it's a Steve Perry solo project, solo album. It's, it's, it sounds like a journey record. It really does. But you know what?
1: I think that can work either for or against him. Yeah. The reason I think it's for is because, you know, it's Steve Perry and he's breaking it and he's doing the song. But then, but then he's sort of like, have you ever heard the role of typecasting? Yeah, I have. I have. The phrase type casting is basically, in the movie business, it's basically someone who plays basically the same role. And, like, when I first heard Oh, Sherry or Foolish Heart, I would say, I thought, wait, this is a Steve Perry solo song? I thought this was a Journey song. Yeah. Because Steve Perry does get stuck in that niche as the Journey guy. He really that, does. But I mean, Steve Perry does get stuck in that niche as like he's the you know he's the journey guy, like, like you know like there are other singers who who are in big bands, who are in like you know big super bands, but when they break out solo, they don't do that well. Yeah like one thing i think is um Roger Daltrey from the Who i think he had like one hit after the Who Steve Perry's got can you go back to Steve's main page please Of course um go down well, yeah for those you're listening you're probably saying
0: what's going on but <laughs> okay um he's released like a total of four solo albums
1: Yeah like he's got you know Three of them hit three of them hit the top 20 album wise. Go down to singles, please. Um Of course. Of course. If you look at his solo career, he has he has he's got some decent hits. He's got three top twenty hits. Yeah. And in total he's got about he's got about, let's see, three. Math folks, um, <laughs> guys, I have remember I have a communications degree, not a math degree. Um, <laughs> but no, he's got about five or six top 40 hits.
0: Yeah, he he was, yeah, you know, he really does have a lot under his belt, truthfully. Agreed, uh, he, yeah, I mean, he really does, and there's no no getting around it. The guy has a lot behind him as well.
1: Yeah, so. um, but he is, but you know, like. So he has had so like the thing with Steve Perry is like I said he has that niche as you know he's the Journey guy you know he's the lead singer from Journey yes um, do you think when people go to his if he does solo concerts assuming he does yes assuming and quoting my dear dear friend Mike Rifkin you know what assume stands for JT what make an ass out of you and me.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was for you, Mike
0: Rifkin. Yeah, shout out to Mike, R- Mike Rifkin.
1: Shout out to Mike Rifkin. Um, But anyway, um, but, you know, assuming that Steve Perry does, jur- does solo concerts, do you think people go because they want to hear Foolish Heart and O'Sherry and Noah Erasing"? I'm sure they do, but you know but, what they want to hear.
0: Let's face it, they want to hear Journey
1: songs. They want to hear they want to hear any way you want it. They want to hear open arms. They want to hear faithfully. And of course, the big one. Don't stop believing. They want to hear don't stop believing. They want to hear they you you know what they want to hear. Yeah. And and I'm I'm sure that when when Steve Perry goes on goes okay, okay, this is for my new album and they're probably all oh, oh the new shit <laughs> the new they, shit
0: that no one, they, we're going to play our new albums like it's funny Joe Elliott from Def Leppard said that at one point he's like yeah by the way so no one said that we're we're not going to play our new album b- b- uh, bottom to top in that order live and leave out all the hits no you have to have some hits in there you know and then but, you know, I'm sure
1: they go a little crazy when he sings Foolish Heart or Oh, Sherry. But, oh, of course. But, you know, okay, this is my new album. Everyone's like, I'm going to the bathroom. Wait. But then when you hear lying beside you, they're like, ah. They start freaking out. Or when they hear anywhere you want it, that's the way you need it. But Or when they hear, of course.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's he's he's definitely his voice is legendary, truthfully. I, I, I'm, a, I, am i have you know, I, I'm not old enough to say where I can say I saw Steve Park because he didn't he he stopped trying with like the 90s or you no, know, the 80s, yeah,
1: and. Here's another thing, though, and this is another strike against Steve Perry, and I'm sure this will be brought up later, too. Steve Perry, go up to albums. Sure. Steve Perry isn't really... Okay, stop. Steve Perry
0: isn't really consistent when he does solo albums. No, his first one was 1984. Then it was 1994. Then it was 2018 well because i i
1: i i think there was to be fair to i think during street talk
0: i think he was still with journey at the time was he 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 was he put out a new album he put out that album while he was in journey still yeah
1: and um and you know i think there was a time i think it was between i want to say it was in the mid to late 90s early 2000s i could be wrong um Steve Perry's mother got really, got very sick. And I think the, that time he stopped touring. I, I think he left Journey for a time because at the time his mom was very ill. And, and his he, mom was ill. And he stopped touring so he could care for her.
0: That was at one point. Yes.
1: So he could care for her. Um, But Steve Perry, like he was the thing though. Steve Perry has been inconsistent with solo albums. Like he only releases a solo album, JT. You know, every two hundred years, <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know, because I think maybe that's a good thing and a bad thing. Again, sorry, I'm tr- I'm being all wishy washy here tonight. But the thing is, JT, multiple yeah. albums because. On one hand, he's showing that he's just content with being the journey guy. Yeah. that he's just content. And you know what? Maybe that's a good thing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And because maybe he's just satisfied. You know what? I did have solo success, but, you know, journey is what really brought me to the top. What can you say? And I'm comfortable with my success. And maybe I don't need to pull out, you know... Maybe I don't need to, like, pull out, like, do 50,000 solo albums to prove I'm something. No. But on the other hand, maybe it's good to get out of that niche. Maybe. And, like, you know, like, Steve Perry's recent album, I'm not talking about his Christmas album, I'm talking about his album from 2018. I listened to two songs from it today. Yeah. They're good songs, but I will admit, like, his voice is still relatively strong. But you can tell he's aged. Oh yeah, no he you can tell he, in his voice that he's aged. yeah Like he's still because I remember people when this came out'm, hey, did you listen to Steve Perry's new solo album? It's actually pretty good. And I put it off for a while and then I'm listening on I'm, I'm listening to it and I'm thinking, okay, he still sounds like he but. I think I don't know if you heard it, but I think he's still trying to force. He's still trying to force. um, He's still trying to force how he sounded in the '80s, like how he was when he was in the '80s. Like I don't think, I don't think his voice is completely shot.
0: I mean, it's 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 his signature
1: sound, though. He defined that sound of that voice. Yeah. I don't think his voice is shot. But. It does. Sound, you can tell again that he has aged.
0: You can yeah, tell that I mean, he's aged. I mean, he what is he, He's 70, he's 72 now, right? 73.
1: He's 73. Um, That's you know, insane. but,
0: you know, it's like, do
1: you think maybe he needs to be more consistent with solo albums or do you think maybe he, it's fine the way
0: he is? What do you think? Honestly, I think he's I think I think for him making this Traces album was such a big comeback in general for him because he was under the radar. He did he was like he was under the radar. He no one had ever heard from him again for a long time. And he was just such a long he was gone for a long he he quit the business for 25 years.
1: And I think again his mother got sick, and then he had a I think she passed away, and yeah. then his he had a girlfriend for a little while who he was dating, and she sadly ended up passing away.
0: Yeah, her name is Kelly Nash. Uh, she, she she died from cancer in 2012. So mm-hmm. I think maybe that kind of... May, may,
1: yeah, but Steve Perry is like that. Yeah. Comes out with an album, goes away for a little while. Right. Like I said, well, he comes back every 200 years, does another <laughs> album, and then goes back into the cave.
0: Well, the thing with this was that the, the story behind this album, traces was that he he made he his girlfriend Kelly Nash, who he knew through Patty Jenkins of Wonder Woman, by the way. That's how that's how they met, was she died from cancer and she had, but her dying wish was that don't go back into hiding. That she, he said, she said she knew who he was and he said, look, go out there and then go out, go back out there and start singing again. She that was her, that was to my understanding, that was his that was her dying wish for him. So I mean, hopefully he's talking now about live shows at some point, but because this album came out in 2018 and then COVID hit. And then he's like, well, I'm going to put out a Christmas album. And then, you know, I don't know. I Would, would, would there be a, a demand to see Steve Perry live again and have him sing? Yes. He's still Steve Perry. Like, he's maybe still- for the
1: Journey fans who really hate Arnell Pineda.
0: Yeah. Like, they, they can go to his shows instead of Journey. <laughs>
1: you know what and here's a few things about Steve Perry here um in 2005 when the Chicago White Sox were in the World Series Don't Stop Believing was their anthem and he went to and he went to like the parade for that and also I don't know if you ever saw this during because he's actually a huge San Francisco Giant fan oh yeah he's a huge fan of them He went to a um, he um. He went to a uh, like there was this time during the game when at the, in the World Series when they would be playing the song Lights. Yeah. You know
0: when the lights
1: go out. Very underrated Journey song, by the way. Very. One of their best. And and he's like singing it in the crowd and, and. since they were playing the Royals, I think they were playing the Royals that year. They, The Royals kind of, he went to Kansas City for the game and to get back at Steve Perry, they were singing some country song and Steve Perry's just like giving this look wearing his San Francisco Giants hat. Just oh, like, yeah. dude, seriously?
0: Really? You're going to do that? D- dude, d- do you know who I am? Yeah, I was in Journey. I wrote Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> Show me some or respect here. Or co-wrote, I should say. And um, there was
1: actually, I was actually just watching this today. Um, Recently on um, American Idol, there was this girl who sang "Don't Stop Believing," and and at the end, she's freaking out and like, "What? Wait, who's there? Who's there?" Steve Perry was in the audience. Oh wow! And she's like, "And then, and then I remember, I think it was Katy Perry who looks and says." do you know who that is? He goes, I know who it is. is. It's Steve Perry from Journey. That's crazy. Going, you know what? And and Ryan Seacrest, all right, judges, your critiques. Going, you know what? We have Steve Perry from Journey in the audience right now. I think he should give his critique. And he
0: said, I thought it was great. I mean, when Steve Perry says you're good, I mean, you're good.
1: Yeah. So I think Steve Perry, you know, maybe if he I think he does need to be a little more consistent with his solo albums, and you know maybe he is just comfortable being. You know what? I'm a journey guy. I'm. I wonder if he goes to a karaoke bar and he hears people sing "Don't Stop Believing." Either if he wants to stand up and applaud or punch them in the face.
0: I wonder that too because I mean, think of it. Steve Perry is one of these guys. I mean, like you, you know, if you put that scenario in someone's head, of like, yeah. I'm going to go see Steve Perry. I'm going to go to a karaoke bar with Steve Perry. And then he's like, Youch. you either outshine him because of his age and his voice, or he he outshines you because of his age and his voice. it would be curious to see. Yeah. So, there will be something.
1: So, yeah, um, Steve
0: Perry, one of the greatest vocalists of all time. And a good solo
1: career. Not great. I wouldn't put up put him up there with John Lennon and Paul McCartney or anything, but
0: I would say no. good. And he had a couple of decent hits. He had a couple of decent hits. Like he had was, Oh, Sherry and Foolish Heart, you know, were top 40 hits. Like, Oh, Sherry, beat, reached number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Which is crazy. Yeah, you know um, what? I just
1: want to say this with how I said his solo songs sound like Journey songs on. I don't know if you remember this. Back when we did Most Overrated Music artists, and we had my good friend Daniel Zuckerman on. Shout um, out to Zuck. Shout out to Zuck. Yeah. Um, he said he thought Journey was an overrated band. And I don't know if he said this on here or if he said this with me. I know he said this with me, but I don't know if he said this here. He goes, if you played me like 20 Journey songs on repeat, I would think they're all the same song. Interesting. No, that, that's interesting to hear that, though. And, you know, I think maybe that's like with his solo stuff, it does sound a lot like Journey stuff
0: it does I mean that, that was it, it that was the catch i mean his he was so hooked on that journey sound of like even with the drums the guitar and whatnot and the keyboards like i played his solo i have i have street talk on vinyl for those of you who know those of you who follow us on instagram every morning i do a vinyl morning and the first song was oh sherry and I'm like this sounds like a journey song so whatever um overall I mean, bill what's your overall impressions of steve perry and and it, 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 and the, under the impression he would tour again, would you go see? Would you see him if he were to tour? I think I might see him. Okay. What about you? I think there'd be a high demand truthfully. because I mean frankly like they would want to hear him sing his solo work and they'd probably want to hear him sing journey songs, frankly.
1: Oh, like I said, and I'll repeat this again. Foolish heart and O-S3. oh Sherry, they'll be like, okay, okay, we like those Okay, this is for my new album, Yawn. And they'll be like, and, and, but, you know, like, again, you know, he knows
0: what they want to hear. I mean, he, he wants, he, he, they want him to perform journey songs because he's synonymous with that band. So I wonder how many
1: should, if he would say, okay, on my new tour, I'm not singing any journey songs. I wonder how that would go.
0: I mean, that's the thing too. I mean, well, you, you raised a couple of interesting points, truthfully, because here's the thing. No one goes to see a classic artist and hear their new stuff. I mean, you don't go see Billy Joel. I'm just bringing it up as, a, as an example. You don't go see him to hear it. Probably because he hasn't put any, anything new out. But like, let's say Fleetwood Mac was going release a new album, and it does well. No one wants to hear the songs. They want to hear what like dreams or go your own way or whatever. It kind of reminds me.
1: Yeah, Me, ahead. when I saw Paul McCartney, and we were at the same show, so you remember exactly. this. Um, yeah,
0: he, he played the Beatles' wings and a couple of solo songs.
1: And he's like, you know, I'm kind of getting a um, I'm kind of getting a picture of what songs you 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 really off to hear, and what songs you're kind of ant about. If I play an old Beatles song, you get all your phones out. That's I remember when that. I, when I play a new one, it's like dark out there.
0: Yeah when I, when I play something of my solo work, there's no lights where that's that kind of forces the artist to play uh that forces the artist to play their like their their their, their main Steve band was
1: announcing a tour today and he said jt he said, I'm not playing any journey songs. would you go? Probably not. i I, I, I like him, but
0: it, it all depends. I mean there was, you there, know what
1: they want to hear again, they would they would like to hear oh sherry and foolish heart you know what they want to hear they, they want, want to hear it. any way you want it they want to hear open arms they want to hear faithfully they want to hear don't stop
0: believing of course and he'd have to get a band together to do it you know and and, and just just on a side note for those you who are listening to us and wondering neil sean of journey journey's founding member neil sean has said on record he's invited steve perry to come back and sing with them he's invited them <laughs> ever since he poked his head out in 2017 with this new album or 2018 you know, with the Rocket Hall Hall Fame induction, he you know he said, "Look, Steve Perry, you can come back anytime you want. It's up to you." But Steve, I don't, I don't think Steve wants to do it. Truthfully, Yeah,
1: because I think Steve Perry is just like, you know what, I'm satisfied with how my career is, and you know, Journey, I had a good time. I was, you know, I, I had my success with Journey, but you know what, that time's passed. That time, of my life is over.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was I'm a good time. Gone. It was a good time. I mean, he's known but, for that time, but still.
1: But you know what? You picture this scenario before we move on to Peter Sotero. We're yeah. at a journey Arnell Paneda concert. And let's say, and let's say Arnell Paneda says, you know what? I'm not gonna do this next one. We have a surprise guest. Dude. And then let's <laughs> say it's the opening, it's the opening line for it's the opening bars for open arms. It's like,
0: do, 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 do,
1: do. And he walks on stage. And he walks out. And Arnell goes,
0: ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Steve Perry. I mean, that way, I, you would get an enormous reaction from that. Enormous reaction. So. So.
1: So, you know, it's good that Steve's poking his head out of the.
0: The Steve cave. He's like, mm. I'm out. Okay,
1: am I relevant again?
0: Okay. But yeah, but uh, but yeah, I'm overall. I think I, I, we'll, we'll get to who we pick when we're done talking about both artists. But Steve Perry, all around uh, one of the phenomenal voices in rock and roll music. Um, I would not call his, his voice underrated at all because his voice is so iconic and completely, Adam-less. like I said, to me, it's a toss up between him and Freddie Mercury for best
1: rock vocalist.
0: I second that. I mean, Jimmy Page can handle all he wants, but he's no Steve Perry,
1: so yeah. All right, we ready to move on to Mr. Sotera.
0: Yes, let's jump over to Peter Cetera of Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. I I know more about this. Do you want me to go off on this? Yeah, I know a little
1: bit. Like, I did listen to some today.
0: Thank you, JT, for sending me those songs. Of course, you're welcome. Peter Cetera. Interesting, interesting, interesting story with Peter Cetera. I'm a big Chicago fan. I mean, like I'm. listen, just a quick tangent. I love Metallica. I love Journey. I love Bruce Springsteen. I love Chicago. I love it all. All right? So don't, don't pinpoint me. as like, he likes that type. Of, don't pinpoint me. as that. I love it all, truthfully. Foo Fighters, Weezer, whatever. Peter Cetera's voice. You have to understand, when Chicago formed in 1967. They're really that old? They formed in 1967, and their first time was 69. Yes. He, he is a founding member of Chicago. He is a founding Nine. member of the band Chicago. He was their bassist. So here's the story. Coming out of the gate, Chicago was there was six guys. There's the, the three horn players, uh, Lee Lockney, Walt Parizader, and Jimmy Pankow. They're horn players. Uh, drummer Danny Serafin and guitarist. Uh, Terry Kath, underrated guitarist. If you have not heard free free form guitar, get off it and get off this and listen to that now. It's fantastic. He's better than better than Hendrix. He's you know that's a story for another time, anyways. And their keyboard player Robert Lamb, fantastic tight band, but they're missing one key element, they're missing a bass player named Peter Satara. Peter Satara was and still is to this day, one of the best voices I've heard on rock in general, you know, regardless of who, whatever band it is, the dude's voice he could sing the, ho- the whole jukebox. Practically. He could sing anything. Now, Chicago formed in 1967. He joined the band. In like I believe it was the fall of 67 uh, later that year. Cause they're looking for a bass player and whatnot. And he was the bass player for them. And his voice and his bass playing is actually really good. His bass playing is really good. Um, he, but he sung all the songs because Robert Lamb and Terry Kath of Chicago had more baritone, like deeper voices. And Peter Sotero was, hey, I had to go up to the high notes. I'm such a high singer, whatever. You know, I did a terrible job impersonating that. But Peter Sotero hit the high notes for the band, which gave it a signature defi- definitive voice for Chicago. He was the voice of their band. And um, so, anyways, you go through Chicago's like probably first seventeen albums that they made. Yes, I said seventeen albums. Seven. He really? yes, Bill seventeen. Peter Stettler releases one album in the in I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken, he was he was in Chicago until from '67 '85. I'm, I'm just checking fact checking myself now, but he has two solo albums hold on a sec he has he has a couple solo albums on his own he has peter satara 1981 that's the one i keep thinking of uh that, that one did okay at best you know, there's a couple hits on it there's a couple minor hits on it whatever but his 1986 first solo album uh, his, se- his second solo album with two two number one hit singles on it two number one hit singles on this album with the glory of love, which a lot of people don't remember. Truthfully, I mean, you have to hear it and they're like, Oh, I remember that song. Yeah. Uh, and the next time I fall, which is a little bit underrated in my opinion, because it's just, it's that good with, with Amy Penises, Grant. With, with Amy Grant. Yeah. And they both reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1986. It's his first album a- after leaving Chicago. And basically he wrote all the songs. You know, he, he, he's a fantastic composer. And he Truthfully, he brought a lot of success to Chicago. Peter Cetera, man, he 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 he. Listen, Chicago. The he wrote two two out of the three number one hits on the Billboard Hot 100. He wrote "If You Leave Me Now" and he wrote a "Hard to Say I'm Sorry." Two number one hit songs. You talking about? People take a number one song hit for, for for granted. With like thirty songwriters today, the guy who wrote two number one hit songs in 1976 and 1982, he wrote two number one hit songs for the Billboard Hot 100. Take that! The guy wrote it all by himself and it just charted number one. It's incredible. It's really difficult to do. Peter Cetera was in Chicago though, as I said, and from from um, from 1967 to 1985. That's how old they are. I forget that half the time. He, but he's a fantastic. Voice. Um, I personally, I love his work. Truthfully, he has done so much stuff to he, he is. I, I love his voice. Truthfully, he, he is. He has sung so many songs. Like when I think of Chicago, I actually think of his voice truthfully. And he is astounding. I, I, I love him as a vocalist. I mean, as a bassist, as a member of Chicago, he was great. Now, I never truly understood why he left Chicago. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read off some stuff to you while we're live on air. And if you're listening to us, great. But Peter Cetera, his departure from Chicago. So after recording Chicago 17, which was their most highly successful album, it sold over 7 million copies, Chicago 17, with such songs as Hard Habit to Break, You're the Inspiration, singing on those songs. And then he just left. Apparently the story goes is that he, um, Peter Cetera left Chicago because he was, he was basically trying to do another, another album on his own. But to my understanding was he was trying to do do creative interest over the band. He was trying to, uh, he was trying to make, he was trying to like take more control over the band in a sense. And they just didn't want to do that. Actually, to quote, talking about in a 1987, 1987 interview, Sateris said about his split from the group, it was a it was a it wasn't amissible, but it wasn't the worst. It was nothing that having it was nothing that having a hit and the, and them having a hit will make better. The guy, listen, he listen, he I I think he 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 left Chicago, but uh, he. I think he, him leaving Chicago might have been a mistake for some people, truthfully. But that's that's an upper debate, truthfully. But my point is, with that whole Chicago fiasco in the mid '80s, came here. I, I know I'm going off on my tangent. I'll, just bear with me, everyone. He when behind the music did their their interview for Chicago. I think in 2001, if I'm not mistaken, or 2000. Like you know, for those who don't know, behind the music is a thing that, that, that VH1 did it from 1998 till 2007. Uh, you can find their episodes on YouTube. It's great, whatever. But they did one for Chicago. Peter Cetera denied an interview for Chicago. That that he denied an interview for the episode of um, uh, behind the music, and he also denied them use of the songs he wrote for Chicago because he just moved. He just moved on. Basically, he moved on. Um, Maybe he's just a very private person. Uh, maybe he is. I mean, that still remains a mystery to me. Cause I, and also he's retired now too. So I, I really don't know, but he look, the dude was an incredible voice, incredible guitar- bass guitarist, incredible singer. I, I can't emphasize that. His singing is incredible. So just want to let you guys know about that. But anyways, I went off on a big tangent there, but he is truly a, his voice was a gift. And now we're just looking and for those of you who are listening to us, you won't be able to see this, but we're we're looking at some of his, his solo chart hit singles and whatnot. And uh, he, you know, he had two number ones on the Billboard Hot 100. Then his next couple of albums, he like had another, another top ten, but like top forty. So he was kind of hit and miss throughout the eighties and nineties, truthfully. So, whatever. But hey, whatever works for him. I mean, the guy did a lot of work. I mean, I "Glory of Love." Everyone knows "Glory of Love." Yeah, once you listen to it, you're like, "Oh, I know what that is." The next time I fall, everyone pretty much knows that. But the rest of his solo work is kind of forgettable. Truthfully, Bill. Yeah,
1: I haven't listened to a lot of his solo work. Like I've listened to a few songs today. Just like the, I listened to "Glory of Love." I listened to the one with Amy Grant and the other one with Cher. I forgot what the one with Cher
0: was. Yeah. Oh, uh, I forget which one it was, but um. I forgot. Anyways, whatever. Uh, I could talk now. You can talk
1: now. Sorry. That okay, was a lot, first, I know. First, I want to say, JT, if I knew that was going to be long, I should have
0: brought a magazine. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Um, I-, I love Chicago. I, they're a great band. I'm just, you know, that's me. You know, like, I do know some Chicago.
1: Yeah. But um. I do know some Chicago, um, but, but you know, I know I'm not as a Chicago enthusiast as you are.
0: Um, I'm not surprised. It's okay. What is that supposed to mean? Um, I'm just kidding. I'm, just, I'm kidding, but don't worry. But, you
1: know, it's like, because like I said earlier, I think I grew up on more journey than I did Chicago. Um, yeah. But the thing, you know, I did listen to a few Cetera stuff today and It's good. But I think it's your typical late 80s, early 90s, soft rock, adult contemporary that was plaguing our radio airwaves. Yeah. But, you know, I think his stuff is good. And actually, you know, I'd say it's okay. It's listenable. It's good. But, you know, and here's where I'll give credit to him over Steve Perry. He gets a point here. Remember when I said how journey how Steve Perry just embraces that niche as the journey guy? Yeah. I don't think um Peter Cetera just embraces that niche as the Chicago guy. hmm Okay. I think he, you know, doing stuff with Cher, he's doing stuff with Amy Grant, doing stuff with Shaka Khan. I think he tries to step out of his element a little bit, but at the same time, I think it is still that niche thing. Like when I was talking about with Steve Perry is because it is the same type of music.
0: Yeah. I mean, it kind of is. I mean, this is why I wanted to pick I, this is why you and I, I, I talked about this. But the reason why I picked these two these two solo acts together was like the me to me, they're somewhat similar. Yeah. Cause uh,
1: journeys yeah. music and Chicago's music is very similar.
0: In a sense, yeah.
1: Like I would say Chicago, but I think there are some differences. Like yeah. Chicago, I think is more of that more adult contemporary stuff. While I think Journey is like more eighties power ballads.
0: Oh yeah, like Journey practically invented the power ballad. If you think about they it, they invented the power ballad. Oh, yeah, Faithful anyway. But you know, like, Chicago is good.
1: The good. Yeah. Okay, I don't hate them. I just yeah.
0: they're not exactly my cup of tea. It's all good. And like, it's it's what we talked about for a long time on the show. All art is subjective. It's all good. It's not
1: like I it's not like I wake up anymore every morning and go,
0: "Peter Shatara, I can suck it."
1: <laughs> well, wow. um or Chicago sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Or it's not like because I, I there are some Chicago songs I do like. I do like Saturday in the park. Yeah. I do like um I do like Hard to Say I'm sorry. Good songs. I do like You're the Inspiration. It's a nice one. All songs that Peter Cetera wrote. And I do like, like um If you leave, you know, if you leave me now. Yeah, yeah. He wrote that. Yeah, like I like Chicago. Like I don't dislike them. Yeah, but they're but not. They're they're not your thing. They they're not my favorite. They're not my favorite. And again, nothing personal. Like there are a few songs I do like by them, but they're just not my band. They're just it's not my cup of tea. And, and
0: that's you know, and that's
1: very unusual because I do I do like a lot of power ballad stuff. You know, like I said, yeah. I love Journey. Yeah. I love... I, mean, I do like a few other power... You know, I do love a lot of other power ballads, but, you know, it's just... Yeah, but, you know, I think Peter Cetera has... I think Peter Cetera is doing
0: very well for himself. I mean, he's he's got enough money in the bank, so... He's got more money than God. He's probably... Oh, yeah. No, he's he's got I mean, I, I don't know how much money hey, he's retired, have. right? If I'm not mistaken, he is retired now. Yeah.
1: He's probably thinking, hey, I did my I had my run. Here's my money. I'm going into my cave in Barbados. Leave me alone.
0: No, it's funny. He retired. Oh, my God. I didn't know this. He retired by talking on a podcast. It says here that Peter Cetera. Said uh, in an interview podcast with Mark Pattinson in November 2019, he said he was "quote done," and explaining that he had long wanted to quit before performing. He has lost his voice. Well, he apparently lost his voice. Then he all, it also cited the amount of travel in, involved in touring. He continued that he now he now he had to learn how to be an out of work singer. Well, and, like I
1: said, I don't think Mr. Sotero is struggling to pay rent anytime soon. I think he's doing just fine. Oh, no, he's he's doing just fine. I'm sure he's probably laying on a beach in Barbados.
0: I mean, a nice martini, sipping a nice margarita. He's probably retired somewhere, sipping on like a nice cold beer or whatever.
1: Yeah. And but you know what? Like, here is something I'll give Sotera credit over Steve Perry, though. When what do you got? When I did say about Steve Perry's new album, even though his voice does sound stronger, you can tell he's aged. Oh, yeah. Well, Peter Cetera, at least he knew when to call it quits. Yeah, exactly. He knew also, when to call it quits.
0: Peter Cetera is 77 years old, too.
1: Yeah, he's a couple years younger than Steve Perry, but... No, older. A couple of years older. Sorry. Doink. Again, for folks, I have a communications degree, not a math degree. Um, You'll find it. But the thing is, Cetera knew, knew when to quit. Yeah. You probably said, you know what? Had a good run. I'm done. Let me enjoy the rest. How many years left I have on this earth? I mean, hey,
0: a friend of mine saw Peter Sutera actually, but was it 2017? I think he saw him, he saw him once, and he was like, "Oh my god, I got to hear Peter Sutera's voice." I'm like, "How did it sound?" He's like, "It was okay." I'm like, all right, that <laughs> He's like, he was he was he's a big Chicago fan. He was a big he was so hyped. He was like, "I saw Peter Sutera, but I didn't see Chicago." I'm like, well, all right, so.
1: Or he saw Peter Cetera
0: in concert, or where do you see him? He saw Peter Cetera live in concert. Yeah. Uh, that takes guts. I could never do something like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Cause, I mean, I, I, yeah. Because, you know, again,
1: credit where credit is due. Peter Cetera at least knew when to throw him a towel.
0: Yeah. I mean, there, there, there's people who are like older than him still touring, which is even crazy. Like Willie so, Nelson is still touring and Paul McCartney. McCartney, Brian Wilson, another one. So
1: yeah, but at least but you know, when and because again, we were at the same show. Yeah. Paul McCartney seemed like he was in relatively
0: good shape. McCartney, I don't know what he's done, but he's really kept his voice in shape, truthfully. Like, he's done a really good job. I will
1: admit job. he he was a little
0: shaky on the high notes. Slightly. I mean, that was a, little, sh- a
1: little shaky on the high notes. Yeah. But other than that, he sounded great. He's still singing keys that he sung in the Beatles. That's crazy. Yeah, well, he must be taking really good care of himself. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because, you know, because there are some artists who, who are like, you know, a thousand years old. And you're like, dude, you're done. Call dude. it quits.
0: Yeah. See you later, alligator. <laughs> Stop trying to stay relevant because you're not. Yeah. So just go into, just
1: go lay on a beach somewhere and leave us alone. Yeah. But yeah, at least Peter Sotera knew when to give it up.
0: Yeah. I mean, he, he, and, he, he lived a good
1: life. He, he did a good career. So, and, you know, I think his music, you know, like I said, I have listened to a few of his songs, the ones you told me to listen to,
0: and they're good. Your
1: typical late 80s, early 90s, you know, soft rock, adult contemporary stuff.
0: Yeah, I and mean, it's it's nothing special, but yeah. But
1: I enjoy I enjoyed it. It's am I gonna be oh my god, if I don't listen to it again, I'm gonna die.
0: Yeah, right now. But you know, I'm glad I listened to it. I mean, he, he is good for what it's worth. I mean, if you I like him personally with Chicago. I mean, his solo work, I think, is It's good. I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't listen to it on a daily basis, but that's me. It's the Peter Cetera hour. (laughs) Welcome to our TED Talk. But yeah, um, yeah, so anything else on Peter Cetera? I mean, honestly, I think that's it. So I guess guess now we have to choose one or the other, right? Yeah, now it's time to compare. You know what,
1: JT, you want to go
0: first? Yeah, so in comparing these two people, Steve Perry, because I, I chose this, I chose these two picks tonight and Bill was like, ah, oh, let me do, let's see what we can do. Because I think the two, the two have vocals that are truly, truly incredible vocals. That's why I chose them. Because Peter Chater's vocals from Chicago and Steve Perry's journey and vocals from Journey are incredible when you hear them with the band. So that's me. That being said man actually this is harder for me than i thought because i love chicago and i love peter Cetera with chicago and singing all these songs like like, you know, like uh, uh question 68 and 69 or whatever it was or you know, 67 to 68 and peter Cetera singing if you leave me now hard to say i'm sorry you're the inspiration all these great classic you know soft rock songs but then you have steve perry who can belt out like the harder rock stuff like Separate ways. Only the young. Be good to yourself. Even um, he he, Steve Perry can do a little bit more, in my opinion, because Steve Perry went like his voice was so so diverse. He went from hard hitting stuff like Separate Ways in any way you want it, and even like Edge of the Blade on, on Frontiers, his voice he could do hard rock, and he could still do like ballads like Open Arms and Faithfully. So, but Peter Cetera, on the other hand, Peter Cetera, on the other hand, Peter Cetera can he was really only known for the soft rock stuff and Chicago didn't really go hard at all. they went to the power ballad but they didn't go like super hard with it. So if I had to pick personally Bill and I want to see if we're going to swipe right with this or not. I'm curious we have to say. But I'm going to say I'm going to pick Steve Perry over Peter Cetera because he could just for that reason alone, he can go he can do harder edge stuff. His voice was a little bit more versatile for me personally because he can do the separate ways journey and the don't stop believing journey and the open arms journey and the We on the sky journey and the lights journey all in one package. Whereas, you know, he, he, Peter Sotero, on the other hand, you know, he does, he does a lot of soft rock stuff, you know, not, not too many vocals on like harder edge stuff. If you know what I mean, that's just me personally. So what do you think, Bill?
1: Okay. Well, here's my thing. I agree with you on the vocal stuff, but you know, here's where I will give, okay. For Peter Sotero, he did, his solo career was more consistent. I will give him that. And he yeah. did have more number one hits. He did have two. And and the thing is with Sotara over Perry is that Satera knew when to call it quits. I agree. He knew when to call it quits. Now, flipping over to Steve Perry... He does have that niche as the journey guy. But like you said, I think his voice, he can do like the hard stuff like separate ways. Yeah, But yeah. he can do the more the power ballads like open arms, faithfully, and he can also do Don't Stop Believing.
0: Yeah.
1: But and but with the solo career is that he he wasn't as consistent, and but I can give that a pass because you know, sometimes life gets in the way. Um, absolutely, you know, with his mom and then his girlfriend, so lot stuff happens. Yeah, that being said, um, even though I did say in his age that you can tell his voice is age, he's his voice is still relatively strong, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not what it used to be, but it's still relatively strong. So maybe going in those, maybe going in those increments is a benefit.
0: Maybe. I mean, who knows?
1: Because Peter Cetera literally went until his voice gave out. Yeah, that that, that shows you something. While Steve Perry still has his voice. Yeah. So maybe those increments were good. Maybe it's good that he only put out solo stuff every 200 years because he gets to conserve his voice. Yeah. He gets to conserve his
0: voice. That makes sense to me.
1: So that being said, JT, guess what? What? We
0: swiped right. <laughs> Woo! We swiped right. We swiped right! Yeah, I'm going with Steve Perry. Because I, I, think that I think that I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Because, you know, and I think maybe because it's all just personal preference. Like I respect Peter Cetera. I respect that he, his success. But you know, maybe I am a little biased because I've, as I said previous times before, I've listened to more Journey than I've had Chicago. Right. I've listened to more journey than I've had Chicago. So maybe that's a little bit of bias on my part.
0: Uh, that's fine. I've listened to both equally, so it's fine. So
1: I'm going to have to, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to have to say Steve
0: Perry. I 100% agree with you, my guy. I'm going to say Steve Perry. Well, so just cause he's, he's, you know, he's, he hasn't been as, he hasn't been as consistent with his albums. But at the same time, it worked out in his favor. Peter Cetera sung his voice out until he could not sing anymore. So I'm going to go with Steve Perry as well. I think those are very valid, legit reasons why. But I so, will
1: say, short success wise, I oh, think yeah. Peter Cetera did a little better than Steve Perry. But again, he released more solo albums than Steve Perry. So
0: yeah, and he had two number one hits. Yes, whereas Steve Perry only had like what one number three with O'Sherry. So and Foolish Heart was like in the top forty. So yes. So yeah, yeah. That's our thought. Steve Perry. So our answer tonight is Steve Perry. And just to, to let you guys know about what's going on for the rest of this stuff, um, we will be doing this for the next two weeks as well. I'm going to let you guys. I'm going to spill the beans out in this ahead of time. Hear me out for a sec, ladies and gentlemen. So we did Peter Suter and Steve Perry this week. Our next week is going to be which one, Bill? You want to do uh, Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel? We'll do Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel. Next week's is Phil Collins. And Peter Gabriel, who had the better solo career, than we're doing this for a couple weeks just to tide us over until the Grammys and Oscars season hits us. So, but yeah, um, but that's gonna do it for us tonight. So, like I said, next week is gonna be Phil Collins and uh, and Peter Gabriel, and then after that, the next one, oh, the third one, we're gonna blow our brains out on this one. It's gonna be that's gonna be tough. We're not gonna tell you what it is though. It's a big one. We'll tell you that. We'll tell you next week when that time comes around. But thank you so much for watching, listening. However you enjoyed us tonight. Hopefully you enjoyed this podcast and enjoyed this stream. We want to thank you guys for watching. Who watched us live tonight? You guys are outstanding. We love you. And uh, yeah, so we will. We'll, 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 we'll be back next week with another episode of Mixed Bag. And also, so, oh, I forgot. Go ahead.
1: Don't forget to check out the Sports Insanity podcast and the Sports Insanity Network at www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com. Even though football's over, we're
0: still working. We're still coming. And on top of that, in the in every single live video video we do now, their channel link is in the description of the video. So you guys can subscribe to them right from here. They do great work over there. Love what they do. Or for all things sports. But uh, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. Of course, you guys have standing. And we'll see you guys next time for next another episode of Mixed Bag. Take care and we will see you next time. Stay safe and take care.